It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your host, J.D. Harris and friends are getting the discussion together. So it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of the Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Friends. What's crack-a-lackin', everybody? We are on live with the Man Cave. We're kind of got, got a few things going. We got uh, the Facebook live with Chris, my boy Chris King from back home. What's going on, C. King? Man, what's good with you, J.D.? Man, nothing, nothing too much, man. Just loving it here in the desert. Well... So, Chris and I have a long history. I mean, to, uh, to the days where we thought we were a new addition and going back to, hey, our first job, our first real official jobs being caddies at a Wincy across the street from Mr. Uh, T's house. Forgot about that, didn't Lake you? Forest. Lake Forest. Lake <laughs> Forest. I mean, and then freshman football. I remember he got my touchdown call back against Maine South. The day I had hey, to play man, running back, it, 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 it broke my heart because I wanted to score for as a as a tailback too, and uh, so and I had a nice little juke too, y'all. So, but anyway, my boy Chris, we have a long history. His dad is the one that has uh, been one of the inspirations in my life, one of the most influential people. I don't know how many times underneath my breath I've tried to curse at his dad or threaten him, but I would never do it in person because his daddy would be with his, your daddy about 6'3", 6'3", about 300, you know, and he'd be like, come here, boy. And then you just, we just walk over and then you, he proceeded to send five fingers to my chest. And it was like, hey, boom, humbling experience. But a man that uh, has been a father to many from my hometown, has produced world-class athletes, um, and a person I consider a friend, but, and also, so Chris and I grew up, uh, graduated together, and uh, Chris, tell everybody about yourself. What you doing these days, my man? And uh, currently I'm in law enforcement um, up here in Lake County, Illinois. Uh, been in law enforcement for about oh, 12 years now. Several with North Chicago and uh, currently with uh, with uh, deputy sheriff in McCamey, uh, Illinois. Okay, and I not like we were hardened criminals, but I am shocked that we, <laughs> that you became a police officer. <laughs> so it, it was on a bet. It was on a bet, man. It was on a bet. So uh, then, technically, okay. did you win or lose that bet? <laughs> I, I won the bet. But as I was winning the bet, I became more and more intrigued with uh, law enforcement. And uh, I always had a uh, background as far as, like, education in uh, law enforcement sciences. But I never foresaw myself being a police officer, ever. <laughs> See, you never know what uh, roles you would take. Uh, I mean, I saw you being a, a teacher, which we'll talk to some things because you're kind of getting into that role too, you know, like your father saw you coaching, remember coaching track and, uh, and watching that. And, you know, it's something that came naturally. In fact, your mom, I'll never forget, uh, because I was in transition with school and I came home for a track meet and she was like, Jay, except for she said my real name. <laughs> she said, uh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, da, 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 I'm going back to school. She was like, look at me. Promise me you'll go back to school. And I'll never forget it. And I was like, Miss King, I pr- 
promise I will be back in school. And I went back to school and I graduated. So I, 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 so with you and with the pr- parents that you had, I saw education being a part. I mean, are you, are you shocked, though, that you're doing police work? Are, even with me, are you shocked that you're on radio with your boy? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know the troubles we went through to get this thing going right now. Uh, I am not the most computer savvy dude. And uh, when you said Skype, I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> what's a Skype? Is that a Twitter? <laughs> so, so, you know, with the help of my daughter, man, up and running. Yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris just put some age on both of us because I'm older than him, but it put some age on both of us watching this process. But um, oh, yeah. on, a, on a serious note, I mean, we're going to start off a little heavy because I think it, I think it's good. I mean, the man cave, one thing about the man cave, and we've done this even as young men. When we got together, we'd be over each other's house in a room and start talking. We talk about a lot of things outside of just sports. Uh, just what happened, some of the things that are going on, uh, the sports world is colliding uh, with the social world, uh, you know, with the things that are going on. And you're getting an anti-police sentiment from people to getting, you know, uh, just the different things. And so for me, I'm a person and being a black male and I'm proud to be who I am. Um I don't ever feel like I'm an anti-police guy. Hell, half of the guys I grew up with uh, going back home are policemen uh, in, in the area I grew up in. And they're diverse. Uh, you know, we have some blacks. We have some Hispanics. We have some white guys that I grew up with. And so I'll never take that approach. But at the same time, I'm not ignorant to the things that are going on. And that's having even myself as a black male scared. And so I thought it would be great, first of all, to talk about, first of all, I want Chris to tell what he's doing um, with, because it goes beyond his scope of working for the department. But then also, we're going to kind of tie in what's going on with Kaepernick and even some of the things that Cam said. So, Chris, explain to me exactly, you have a program or something that you're working on. Fill me in, because this is an area that I'm somewhat ignorant to. Okay. Um, let me start off first by saying when I came into law enforcement in 2001, um, I was kind of naive, young cop, um, just wanted to make a difference in the community in which I was raised, uh, North Chicago, working in So I, we had a deputy chief. Um, when we first came on, he wanted us to write on, on a piece of paper what our goals are for the first year. And, uh, you know, my smart tell, I put on there, my goal is going to be a longevity goal, you know, I say in about five years, you know, this is where I'll be, I want to take over 10th Street all the way to uh, Buckley Road and, you know, just make it a safe haven for everybody to come to, and uh, it wasn't even maybe a day that I realized, oh, that was a lofty goal, (laughs) and uh, law enforcement, it never really, you can never really take it over. Um, so since 2001, I've been wondering how I can make a difference um, and, and cater to the police side, the law enforcement side, and mm-hmm. also, you know, the civilian side. Because, I mean, the dynamics with uh, me, um, and that's all I can speak for right now, is I'm a police officer and I'm a black male. So, you know, it's, I get kind of torn. 
and I see things firsthand. And it's like, how can you make a difference? And it wasn't until I went down to Hawaii to visit with my sister, um, I, I had this idea of a diffusion class, a de-escalation class, uh, and basically teaching on law enforcement etiquette and civilian etiquette. Um, and it's a discussion. So put that together and, uh, you know, got a curriculum together. Um, and we're going to actually be presenting it in Lindenwood, we're actually Collinsville, Illinois, at Lindenwood University, uh, December 12th. Um, it's an eight-hour course. And, you know, if you guys get a chance, you know, come check it out. It's be uh, under my uh, business uh, art consulting group. And just having a frank discussion with uh, law enforcement. Um, you know, and you can't help talk about this course and not talk about what's going on now. And there's, there's a, a great fear, and that fear exists on both sides of the track, uh, law enforcement as well as civilians. Um, you really don't know what you're, you know, you don't, you don't know what to expect. Um, you know, I've seen some outlandish things happen, um, just video. Um, and that's the problem nowadays. Everybody has a camera. You're always on video. So, you know, it's like you can't hide your hand anymore. You throw that rock, you can't hide your hand. Exactly. Um, and it, it, it needs to be a frank discussion. And this class is very raw, very serious. Uh, I have a couple of individuals uh, from the town going to accompany me as uh, role players. And, you know, we'll put on a good uh, demonstration and actually have these guys really come into, um, uh, you know, they have to come to the biases that they have within themselves. They got to, you know, come to grips with it. Yeah, um, and that you know, bias doesn't go just with a, bl- a white versus a black, uh, a white cop versus a black uh, right. citizen. I mean, we have some of those biases as being black people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? So many times you go to a call um, and, you know, you hear the N-word and you're like, really, dude? You know, I mean, do you understand what you're saying? Um, you know, some officers will defer uh, to you to deal with. Uh, people of color, which is wrong. You know, when you get in this business, you, you serve a community. I, I don't care if you're Hispanic, Asian, black, white. You know, I'm here to provide a service. Mm-hmm. Now, how you act in the interaction that we have is going to dictate a lot. So, hey, hey, you know, it's funny, Chris. I was uh, one of the, my many coaching stops. I was coaching a predominantly uh, white community. There's probably like five black people there. And I think it literally was like three stoplights in town. And I was brought in to be, quote, unquote, the black coach. And then as the black coach, uh, one of my responsibilities, I had to be responsible for, you know, I coach wide receivers. But the coach, when it was an issue with a D lineman, it was like, hey, Coach Harris, you got to deal with that. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, who's dealing with my white receivers? I am. You know, I, I had one black receiver <laughs> and 12, you know, 10 to 12 white receivers. But I learned I loved them all the same. And so, I mean, as we're going into this, it, 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 you know, those biases and, and stereotypes, you know, 
it, it's white on white, black on black, things like that. But we're going to, uh, when we get back from break, one of the things we're going to ta- uh, go back in is this, uh, the latest with the Kaepernick situation and just some of those things. And I'm glad that I have you in because also, you know, I believe black lives matter, but I believe blue lives matter too. And, you know, and some of them are black and blue. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144, or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back um, on a man cave, and we got Officer King, and I actually have one of my younger cousins, I let him use my car to go back to class uh, at ASU. So he's in the studio as well. What's up? <laughs> oh, man, come on. Say, say it with the deep voice. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Dude, this is Little Biggs. He's about six forever. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Dude, I'm serious. Like, I swear, this dude grows after eating. It is like, last week I saw him, I mean, two weeks before I saw him, I was like, okay, he's about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, then I saw that mug last week. I'm like, he's like 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what? Oh, man. So, Chris, I'm like, what in the heck is going on? And I wish I had some of them same genes because uh, I am vertically challenged, as we all know. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's not working out the same way. But anyway, hey, so I don't know if you guys are aware uh, the recent stuff with Colin Kaepernick, where he's starting to uh, receive death threats. Have you heard? Have either one of you heard about that? A little bit. No, I haven't. You have. So, what no. have you heard, Derek? Well, on Snapchat, they have like discovery things. Uh huh. Um, 
on there, I, I saw it pulled up. It was like one of the first ones. I know it's a big thing. Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, because some of the, you know, before the San Francisco police have even tried to say we're not going to cover the games and stuff like that as long as uh, they're allowing uh, Kaepernick to continue, as long as him and others are taking a stand. And one of the things that becomes a slippery slope is when you take away your civil duty. That's like a teacher saying, I refuse to teach this sect of people because they don't like me as a teacher. I mean, as a civil servant, and Chris, you can chime in on this. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's far, I think it's far reaching. Um, I don't think you can just have one explanation for it. Um, You know, and we're talking about cap in the flag, correct? Yeah. We're talking about him having a silent protest, peaceful. Peaceful. Silent protest. um, And something he just believes deep in his heart. And I, I think that that's why the men and women fought for, you know, for him to have that option to do that. And for these guys to say that, you know, they're going to cause him harm, you know. And I, the question, here's my question to those that are throwing this at Cap. You had an American president. I don't give two hoots if you don't like him or not. But you give the American president the respect and, and, and courtesy that he deserves. And you bore in stadiums across the nation, but you talk about patriotism. Yeah, so it it was funny. I had this saying that I was going to say today because I said, does patriotism not allow humanity? Does patriotism disallow um, for you to fight uh, against social inequities or are the two mutually exclusive? And I was actually going to put that post, and it was something I struggled with. So can you be a patriot, fight for in, uh, for the social ills in this country? Mm-hmm. Or is that because it seems like some of, the, some of the people that are saying, like, why are they protesting, things like that. And it's like, hold up, he's not protesting the country. Or he's not protesting the flag. He's pro- right. He's protesting against the injustices. So... Can you not still be patriotic and say, you know what? Can you still not be a Chris King, a, a King member family, and say, I don't like the direction we're going as a family? Can you not do that? I mean, or are the two, or could you say, I'm a king to the day I die, but guess what? We need some things we have to do as king, members of the King family that are more becoming. And that's the approach I think Colin is taking. And that's where I, people are focused on the actual actions and not the actual message. And so uh, now, you know, and then you had the likes of Cam Newton that stuff and said, you know, because they had the shooting in North Carolina. And it was like, I want to stand up and bring unity. And I'm all for that. But you can't. But everyone, even myself, I had to think, how do I articulate this in a way that is understood and it's not that because the first thing is you're race baiting. You're doing this. And like, I, I don't know if you guys watched first, first take. 
I watch it every day. That's my soap opera. But yeah. this morning, Stephen A. was saying, let something happen to Ke- uh, Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, and I understood what he was saying. And it was like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you got to be careful, too, because it, it's like, but it's it's right now. Unfortunately, this is a topic of discussion because it should never have to be. And that's why I say unfortunate, but I'm not afraid to broach this conversation. And, 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 and you shouldn't be. And sometimes, you know, if you condone the behavior, then you're part of the problem. On both sides. On both sides, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, you have to take a stand, you know, <laughs> one way or the other. You, you know, and that's what Cap is forcing you to do. Yeah. He's forcing you to take a side and... If you say that everything is okay, we ain't got no problems, we give you enough, so be satisfied with that, then you're dead wrong. Um, you know, if, if you say, well, all this is crap and I don't want to be, you're dead wrong on that too. America is a beautiful place to live. I don't know anywhere else that I can go in the world and enjoy the type of lifestyle that I have now. And that's afforded me because of the men and women who fought, you know. But, now, me and my son were talking about history. And I said, what does that mean, son? And he said, it's history. I said, it's his story. You know, you get to write what you want to write. And, you know, you can force it upon the people. And, you know, the Star Spangled Banner. You know, I found out months ago that it was a, like a third stanza or something. Yeah, that's what we're and, talking about that. And I struggle at the game this weekend. I struggle yeah. every... How do, you, how do you stand? How, how do you stand knowing that that was included, then omitted? Um, you know, how do you, uh, how do you justify that? I, you know? I, I, and, and, and that's a tough position that a lot of coaches, one of the guys, one of my good friends, Tyson LeBlanc in Illinois, he was just... Just in the paper for that, and it's like, and, and you're doing that, and you know, I I see people on both sides of the fence, and it's people that I love on both sides of the fence that stand with it. You know, I mean, coming up in a uh, the environment that we grew up in is very multicultural and diverse. We had a group of yeah. friends that were white, black, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Absolutely. Indian. So Absolutely. for us, when we say I mean, it, it's a it's a big challenge, and then it's really tough when I see somebody from home that grew up with us, and maybe they're on the other side. And uh, one of the things today, uh, uh, Karen Kelly, you remember the twins, Kim and Karen? They, mm-hmm. She actually made a post, and you know, and it was like it needs to be more people, you know. Uh, and basically, she had a meme. It's like if you're more concerned about Colin, uh, Colin taking a knee and you're not all up in arms about people shooting our unarmed men, then you have a problem. And so I was like, and I, I, I went on because I saw the different dialogues that was taking place. And I was like, you know what? Here's the thing. We need more people that's outside of the black race to start yeah. voicing their opinion because it brings it. Now you can't say, oh, you people. It's like, okay. And I had to tell one of our uh, classmates that, it's everything is all right until it's one of your family members. I was like, one, once let's just say if we we're a police state and they shot one of your family members, you would look at that totally different. 
So absolutely. So, mm-hmm. but and you know the stuff like with athletes, it's like, you know, they're like, well, they get paid enough money and things like that. So should they not use the platform they're on because they market and sell a lot of things to America? I mean, the oh, and, the the NFL is the premier and biggest marketing platform probably in American television and, uh, and, and culture throughout the United States. Basketball, mm-hmm. LeBron does not advertise like bas- or football does. That's why no one pays millions. I mean, the money that the r- money, the revenue that's generated from the Super Bowl supersedes even the Olympic almost in the, in the United States in terms of watching advertise our ads and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it supersedes that of baseball. Uh, World Series, basketball, and, and the Final Four might be the closest but, thing to it. You know, and, and then it also it also brings our athletes into conflict with each other, even though there may not be any conflict. Did you see the uh, post where Colin is looking at uh, Cam like kind of crazy? Yeah. Well, you know, Colin is taking his stand. Now, one could look into it one way or another, but, you know, I think Colin said, he don't know why he made that face. But, you know, Cam had said something prior to, like, he doesn't believe that there's, you know, um, a you racist. know racism isn't that prevalent or whatever he said. And he goes in direct conflict with what's going on. I mean, if he said it or not, I don't know. Well, he, I, I, saw, I, I, I saw the feed line of what he said. And, you know, I watched part of that, that clip, and I was like, mm-hmm. Cam is saying, give me more endorsements. That's how I took his statement to say it was it was like I'm going to save my endorsements and I'm going to get more. Thank you, Colin. And, and that's how I took that. But we're going to move on because uh, we got about two minutes left uh, to kind of talk on this section. But speaking okay. of that, Cam, uh, or I, I don't know, did you what games did you guys watch? Or in fact, we're not going to even go there. We're going to go to college. Did you see Alabama and Ole Miss? I did not. No, I missed that. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, I mean, missed. I thought I thought Alabama was going to take a, a L, but I thought it would be more later in the season. This was a game. Ole Miss, Ole Miss had them on their heels, and Alabama shows why they are the national championships uh, champions, oh, and oh, oh. and they came oh. back. But I say this: I think Alabama is going to lose it later, and it's going to really be interesting how they use that for the polls. I mean, I'm not a Bama fan, but uh-huh. but then the second game before we go into break um, <laughs> was the FSU game. Oh, see, that broke my heart, man. You can't. See, now you want Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. Darian's daddy, my cousin, who I love dearly, he is a Florida's James Wilson Florida State fan. Fanatic. Fanatic. And I wore that tail out over the phone. Uh, I, man, I text him. He couldn't even watch the game. I was like, boy, what you, what you boys doing? Look at Louisville. And Louisville, Louisville, they put their hands on him. But, hey, we're going to talk about this because we're going to go to break. But I, I'm going to have to open up that wound just a little bit more. So, so we'll, we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we back up in the cave. So we're talking about the game. And one of the, uh, the, the games this weekend. So Florida State, I actually picked them to be in the uh, playoffs. Uh, thank God they lost early, but they almost lost the first one. I, I have a feeling that if they don't blow, yeah, the first, their first week, you don't remember that game, Chris? Uh, yes, I remember the game. We did win that game, correct? I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter if you but came I, behind them. But when they rank them, when they start ranking you, <laughs> they take those things into factor, and it's just not looking good for you FSU fans. I mean. Okay, but we're talking about Louisville. Yeah. We're talking about what's his last name, Jackson? Uh, Lamar, whatever his name uh, I, I mean, he's way better than Michael Vick ever was. So. How do you stop that? That's one man. So you stop one man. You can you can't stop one man. You got ten others. He got the ball in his hands all the time. That's so that's that's even easier. You know he getting the ball. Can't stop it. <laughs> you know what you do? You play zone. You don't man up. You play zone, and you force him to have to throw the perfect pass. And you just play zone. You you're soft with your rush. I mean you you do a soft rush to keep him somewhat contained. And make him feel he has more time. He can't run, and he has to throw. You force it him to beat you. Like he didn't care. He didn't care if he needed to throw the ball because he was precise as all get out and running. What is he running? A four three, four two. So basically, y'all, your y- your team panicked. That's what you're saying. And we was hurt. You know, I mean, your we feelings had, uh, or uh, physically. It's both. Okay, at least at least you honest. Fifty three points does that to Yeah. You know? uh, uh, I saw Michigan got Colorado, which I think Michigan yeah. is going to – because everybody loves hardball. So that's one of my playoff teams. Ohio State oh, – Plus beat, you can get Michael Jordan on the field. Yeah, I mean, shoot. When you paying all that money and basically advertising for them, there you go. And then, you know, you have Ohio State beat Oklahoma, which was a significant game somewhat. I, I don't take Oklahoma serious anymore. I, I, Ohio State beat them, so that just keeps them up in the rankings. Uh, so you got Bama that 
found a way to win. Um, but this week's games, I think uh, the Georgia versus Ole Miss, if Ole Miss loses this one, they're out. Wisconsin versus Michigan State, that's going to be a that's good one because Michigan State yeah. put their hands on Notre Dame. You have um, Ooh, Florida versus Tennessee. That should be an interesting one because I, I still think they're that second-tier team this year. I mean, meaning second-tier, that they're the bottom half of the top 20. Um, and then you have FSU. Uh, they're playing Michigan, right? Who is it? it doesn't matter. You know, they will rebound, and they will be back in the top five before the end of the year. Come on. I was hoping that. I don't believe that. I was hoping that. I was hoping that I was six foot five, and look where it is. I'm still hoping. Uh, and guess what happens? I'm five foot six. Keep hope alive. Yeah. See, keep hope alive. But I'm five six, and I'm probably getting smaller than that. So anyway, uh, uh, I, I appreciate your optimism, but the rea- the reality of the situation is it's not going to happen. So now we have LSU versus Auburn. I think that this could be the game that Les Miles gets that exodus check and he gets to watch the remainder of the season from the booth of some TV station or at the crib. Oh, I, no. I, I think I think Auburn might go ahead and put their hands on LSU. Oh, no. Fournette's so, going to get loose, man. Uh, well, hey, they better ho- hope so. But speaking of hope, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that are hopeless in my city, my original city. Oh. I see that dark cloud coming back over Lake Michigan, entering over Soldier Field, and but I tell why we pay him so much money though. And, and see, we paid him so, top, top two or three. Yeah, he's getting more than Tom Brady. He's getting more uh, than Super Bowl winners. But so here's the thing: I refuse, and this is I worked for the Bears. I was blue and orange to the bone, but I refuse to even watch them. Until they get rid of that dude. <laughs> I mean, I j- because I know, I can tell you, I was like, everybody gets their hopes up high. And I'm like, that dude, and I often say, he reminds me of the girl that you out at the college party. My cousin can uh, understand it. And I forgot <laughs> to talk about ASU because that's where he's going. How did, real fast, you like the game? Was it a good game? Good game. Good game. <laughs> so, but we get back onto this because, oh, Cuddy, I got to cut up on Cuddy. But he, he reminds me of that chick that you're at the party, and you're like, oh, man, she is bad. And then you go over there because you see the potential. And then the reality, the lights come on. And lights then, come on. And, oh, and, 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 then, and then you see the stains on the teeth and, 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 and the bad skin. And you like, oh. Or even worse, she looks good with the lights on. Then she has the squeaky voice and is high-pitched. High pitch, and her breath smells mm. like oh man, and oh, that's man. what Cutler is. You always get hyped and enamored by his strong arm, his ability to run, his book intelligence, but his reality, his reality, is Bologna. <laughs> and so the Bears, I, I mean, Wentz looked like the vet, and Cutler looked like the rookie. He is. And then, how do you throw off your back foot and, and, and throw it right to the guy? How you got dudes on the pup list want to get at you, man? Well, I mean, <laughs> let, let's be real. McPhee is a beast. Let's not even yes, let, let's not even downplay him. But McPhee is a beast, and he's like, man, we tired of losing, and we tired uh, acquiescing or kissing the ring 
to you and you haven't done anything. But what was worse is this cat, you're not going to stay out with your boys. You know you're not going back in the game. But you're not going to stay on the sideline. You're going to get out of there. You're going to run once <laughs> McPhee got in your face. And, like, I'm out of here. Man, suck that mug and sit on the sideline and have a glass of shut the bleep up. You know, I I, I mean, you're not ready. You're not ready. (laughs) Get him on his riding bike. He can do his riding bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he loves that. But (laughs) what other did you catch uh, the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game, Chris? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Man, I caught, uh, I saw the Jets and the Bills. You saw the Justin Bills. What did you think about that, was, that one? You know what? Matt Forte should still be in Chicago. I mean, the man is like awesome. You know, even I mean, what is a running back? Running back uh, age wise, and so he's what thirty, thirty one. Yeah. I mean, I know he's getting older, but I mean, man, he must be just getting better with time. Because I mean, he's just awesome. Well, Why do we get rid of him and well, Brandon Marsh? I, I think the the money part with him was what it came down to was he as a running back valued as much, and I get that part from a front office perspective. It's like you know a thirty plus running back that's over six feet. Typically, you know when they start taking those shots, like you look at uh, Eddie George when he was at that point in his career and things like that. And Matt has had mm-hmm. some bad wills. So from a business standpoint, I get it. I can't fault that one. The Brandon Marshall one, now that one I probably took more issue with because I knew, but I really felt like that was more uh, intertwined with Jay Cuddy. Uh, and so that's where the problem lied for me. Um, so Look, trade for Dak. We want that. Well, we want, Dallas is not going to trade for that. What we need, what, what Chicago needs to do is go after Bryce Huntley. Uh, I really feel that's on the bench at Green Bay. I think that he would be a great asset. I felt like they should have got him before. Heck, I mean, I went on air three or four years ago saying both either the Cardinals or the Bears, or it would have been like five now, should have went after Russell Wilson. And I was in the studio with Darnell, you guys can look it up on is on iTunes. You can look it up, and Darnell was like, you're talking about this Russell Wilson guy, Jay. You got a thing for him. I was like, I'm going to tell you. He's the real deal, and he will have a Super Bowl ring before those other two. And he has, and he should have two. Um, but uh, going back to these other games, I um, so the Green Bay-Minnesota, that was a shocker. That I didn't yeah. see that coming with Sam Bradford. Versus a healthy Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson but, back. But the defense, though, I mean, you know what? I mean, uh, what's the guy, the head coach's name, Zimmer? Uh, uh, You're talking Minnesota about Min- uh, Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, you know, I mean, he's a genius with defense. I mean, that's the way that was supposed to go, I think. Now, what hurt uh, Minnesota a little bit, I mean, you lose AP. Um, but... You know, I think a lot of them guys are going to flourish, but Minnesota ain't no punk, man. Yeah, I just didn't think they would get Green Bay, and you better believe it won't happen twice this season. But Aaron Rodgers has always had trouble with his defenses. Always. Yeah. Trust me. They, you know, they'll practice their bye week against the Bears, and then <laughs> they'll let Jake Cutler, quarterback for uh, the uh, Packers, as he usually does, he throws them inter- uh, touch completions. 
And so <laughs> that's what happened. Um, <laughs> uh, the other game, you know, we talked about it, but Denver versus Indy. I, I got, oh. man, I mean, they're, they're on pace. They just do what they do, and they do it well. They play great defense. They force, yeah. they run the ball. Uh, and Eric Studersville, my boy out there, I'll see you in a few weeks, homie. But, you know, they produce guys that are under radar at running back. They get their game. They play good defense. They don't turn over the ball and good special teams, and that wins games. That's it. Yep. That's and, it. That, and then I'm not going to lie. So this goes both ways. Everybody in the NFC or the NFC West, they all are fearful of the Rams. And, you know, in the past, you know, there's always been a fear of the Rams because the Rams play you tight. But I did not think that that Rams versus Seattle game would be oh so close. Nine to seven, wasn't it? Yeah, nine to seven. Seattle does wow. not even, or I mean, you know, I didn't see that coming. Um, I'm hoping that Seattle gets things fixed, but it makes things pretty interesting in the division. Uh, so right now, uh, you know, I, I because they, the Rams typically play the Cardinals tight, so that would be an interesting thing with this division because I think it's a toss-up with the NFC West. Um, did you, and, you know, another game before we go into break, that I found pretty interesting uh, was, speaking of Matt Forte, was the Jets versus Buffalo. I really thought that Rex would continue to have Fitzpatrick's number. I thought that he would bring an enormous amount of pressure to him. And for that very purpose, I sat on my fantasy league. I sat Fitzpatrick and Decker. And both of them scored 20-something points each. I would have won the game. And I sat both of them. Will I do that again? Ooh. Yeah. And I, I'm look. I'm sitting there at the game checking my stats like. <laughs> and then I did pick Detroit to lose to Tennessee. Tennessee is going to sneak up on people because they don't have to throw. When you don't man, have to, I like their running game, man. Their running game is fabulous. Because you can't just zero in, especially when you have a quarterback with his own read, and then you got a stable full of running backs. I mean, when they just finally let go a little, a little daddy, uh, McCluster, he's gone on to uh, San Diego. But uh, we'll see. So we're going to go to break, and we're going to catch back up on some NFL. So we out of here for a sec. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. Still left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? 
Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, uh, we're back. And uh, last week, you know, as a little hustler in me. I can't even say everything online <laughs> that I did, but... I went to the Cardinals game and uh, joined Little Bigs and stuff like that. And we had some great seats and some okay food. It was uh-huh. all right. It was all right. It's all right. It's all right. Add better. Good enough. Uh, good enough. Uh, free 99. I'm not going to complain. Exactly. Uh, so and this is probably going to hurt you a little bit too, Chris, because, you know, you being a Florida State fan, uh, Jameis, famous Jameis, came in and got kicked in the anus. And he probably, he probably, and this is no lie, he probably should have had three more interceptions. Yeah, but nobody says nothing when Peyton Manning has a a 1 in 13 campaign. No, I'm sorry. Did he even win a game in the rookie year? Well, he ain't a rookie anymore. Uh, No, but I mean, still, you know, I mean, it's a progression. I mean, he threw for 4,000 yards last year, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. And he was on pace to be on the same page. But, hey, we get derailed a little bit. But we from FSU, FSU we bounce back. Yeah, my, my thing is, and, and this is, I really go at him more because of uh, Darian's dad, because <laughs> of him just really loving, you know, um, loving FSU and all that comes with it. So I I have to get on him a little bit, uh, but I don't deny the guy's ability, his intelligence. Be gentle, JD. No, no, I am because and Darian was there at the game, and I pointed some things out. I was like, "Here's the thing: his footwork is bad. You know, he's relying so much sometimes on his big arm that the essence right. of throwing a good pass." And I was able to the replay show the essence of throwing a good pass starts with your footwork. And Absolutely. so sometimes because he's one of those big bigger guys and sometimes he gets lazy with his feet cuz he's just big, mm-hmm. strong. He drag his feet when he walk a little bit. And so <laughs> no, I'm just saying. And so when you're back there, you know, then he'll remember and then he starts getting back on his toes, but then he gets lazy right before the throw. Yeah. And I shouldn't say lazy, but he does. He lets he digresses. And, you know, with his footwork, and then the ball starts sailing off. Because how are you overthrowing Mike Evans, who's like 6'5"? But I I, – Yeah, and and I went into the game telling uh, everyone, I said, this is why 
that they're going to lose. I was like, the Cardinals is going to put a pass rush on them that he hasn't seen in a while outside of Carolina, and he hasn't played them yet. I was like, and they're going to hit him with so many angles. And then, you know, thank God for the Cardinals' acquisition at cornerback because I'm not going to even lie, their rookie, he was getting his hands put. Man, people was just like, they was just lining mugs up saying, hey, let's go at this cat. And so uh, another man's trash is another man's treasure. And so uh, the cat comes in from Kansas City, and he balls out, gets this interception, probably should have had two. And, you know, seven tackles and balled out. And basically they just misused Tampa Bay. And then they kept them in a game, which with me, I just feel you're my franchise. You don't have to prove anything. We know who you are. You playing in the second part of the fourth quarter with a 30-point deficit is how other coaches get fired if you get injured. Yeah, but you know what? You want to build on some things too. I mean, okay. You realize it's out of question. Let's work on. Let's build. Let's get a foundation ready for the for the upcoming practice week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What, but my thing is, you like, get in the groove with your quarter. Your starting quarterback. The game is lost. What you need to do is develop a second guy. Or you know, I mean, you you, you know, it's nothing like yeah. learning the game from live fire versus you know throwing someone else into the fire because it's a sport that you're always one play from not playing again. I mean, i.e., look at Adrian Peterson. Look at some of the other. Look at last year. The Cardinal season was changed drastically when Honey Badger went down. That single-handedly changed how they approach. They have Tyron versus Carolina. We're talking about a different game, a totally different game, even in terms of how you game plan. Yeah, I agree with that one. And I agree with that. And so I think that. That the reward wasn't worth the risk to me uh, in terms of uh, with Jameis in that situation. But again, that's why I'm not their head coach, and you know that I'm here to give my opinion. So that is my opinion. Um, yeah. and, and then you know, uh, Weston is a, a team guy. You know, I mean, if you got the ones out there, he's not going to sit down. You know, he's going to be right out there with him. And I, I think that's the type of uh, guy he is, type of character that he has. Um, if we're going to keep fighting, it, it, you know, you're just not going to take me out. No. Take the whole take the whole first team out then, you know? Yeah. It, it, and just in general, even with the, the NFL games and the college games, as, I, you know, you even look back, which I'm kind of changing subjects a little bit, but there's so much parity in a sport of football, it's unbelievable. I mean, you had Tennessee, Detroit, a one-point game. You had Baltimore, Cleveland, a five-point game. Dallas, Washington, a four-point game. New Orleans, New York, uh, Giants, a three-point game difference. I mean, uh, the biggest blowout was the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, you even look at Green Bay, Minnesota, three-point game. Um, uh, most of the games were Atlanta, Oakland. Seven-point game. And, and the thing about it is, Carolina, that's my squad, Carolina's going to run away with the NFC again. Really? And I hope Arizona really? does get up to snuff because really? they missed out last year. I, I'm just saying. Really? You really I, think I, Carolina is going to do it again? Oh, man. You know what? He had no receivers last year. Absolutely none. And still... 
you know, had a dollar out of 15 cents. Well, still made it. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're so optimistic, and I'll. I'm gonna look forward to beating you a Madden too when you play with uh. your team. But oh, absolutely, man. But, absolutely. But, no old bars. But I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll say that. To me, you still gotta worry. Be, have some concern about Dallas because what's gonna happen? Tony Romo is gonna come in. He gonna get hit again, and then Dak is gonna come in, and they're gonna be like, okay. Let's just do this. Let's do the dang thing. And to the contrary, to the contrary, I don't think Tony Romo is going to get a starting job back. I think Dak no. Prescott is the real deal. I think the more you uh, play him, the more reps he gets, the better he gets. I mean, he played in one of the biggest venues, the SEC, and he's seen it all. The man does not get rattled. It looks like no, and I agree with you. I, Dak was my boy before the draft, but. You got to look at. We're not making the decisions in Dallas. Those that are in power that make the decisions, they're going to roll with run with Tony until Tony gets knocked out, and then Dak is going to get it. The only way would have happened if what could happen is if it's a player mutiny, and that would mean that uh, eighty-eight going to be getting fed the ball so much and being open that he's going to say, you know what. We're going to have to, hey, hey, uh, Jerry, hey, coach, we need to go ahead and play my man Dak, and then you might have a chance, but right now it's not going to happen. So at this point, I'm going to ask you guys, and we're going to go pretty fast because we got two minutes. Uh, pick your team or pick the game. New Houston versus New England. D? New England. All right, you got New England? Mm-hmm. New England. I got Houston. Denver versus Cincinnati. Yeah. I got Denver. Denver. Cincinnati. Washington versus Giants. Ooh. Uh, Giants. Giants. I got Giants, too. We're all in agreement on that. Minnesota versus Carolina. <laughs> Carolina, baby. I pick Carolina. I pick Carolina. All right. Uh, real fast, we got a minute. Cleveland versus Miami. Cleveland. I got Cleveland over Miami. I'm going to just tell my picks. I have Jacksonville over Baltimore. Arizona over Buffalo, Oakland over Tennessee, Green Bay over Detroit, Tampa over L.A., Seattle over San Francisco, San Diego over Indy, the Jets versus Can- over Kansas City, Pittsburgh over Philly, Dallas over Chicago, New Orleans over Atlanta, and but not last but not least, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on because we're about to sign off. Chris, we got to do this again. Uh, especially, Absolutely. You know, beat you before you go to football practice or the, your day off. D, I trust you with my car. You came back <laughs> safely. I don't have to kill you or charge your mama or your daddy. Sounds good. <laughs> so, hey, fellas, thank you and appreciate you. And let's, hey, stay in touch and let's keep on with the man cave. We out of here. Absolutely. For sure. Later. Peace. <laughs> All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and friends on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.